think I'm going to start today off with a song, actually. Bing, bong, bing, bong. A song that means a lot to me. And it had a huge impact on my childhood. And I honestly feel like it had an impact on your guys' childhood as well. Okay. To the left. Take it back now, y'all. Two hops this time. Burr. Two hop tips time. Burr, burr. Slide to the left. Burr. Slide to the right. Reverse, reverse. Chris Cross. Charlie Brown. <laughs> Tell me, what is a Charlie Brown? How did you guys do the Charlie Brown? Apparently, it's like similar to the Dougie. So there was a certain way to do the Charlie Brown. Yeah, you have to like hop back and forth on your feet and like kind of like, I don't know. I think people did it differently. I would just fucking drop it low, twerking my ass, clapping it. See, that's what I thought it always was. You just kind of did whatever the hell you wanted to for Charlie Brown. What's that song called? The Cha-Cha Slide. The Cha-Cha Slide. Now, this ritualistic song, it changed everything when it dropped. And I think I was in like junior high or some shit like that. Let me check the actual date. Dude, it lets your friend Jerry participate for fuck's sake. Like, it's a good thing. Charlie Brown. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Planet Paradox, episode 13. Unlucky number 13. But I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling a little lucky tonight. Why is that? No specific reason. I just feel like the stars are aligned on your boy. <laughs> anyway, uh, the cha-cha slide. That was such a great song. It was very groovy. The kind of song that made you want to go crazy. No matter what you were doing, you would stop, get on the dance floor, and do the cha-cha slide. Am I wrong? Not at all. It's like hard to not do it. You know what I mean? Like when you hear it, you, you want to do the cha-cha slide. I got to say, I lost my cha-cha vibe. I feel like you still have it. You just got to let it out. Just got to go to a children's dance party. Like, if I was at a dance right now, as I currently am, I would not fucking do the cha-cha slide. <laughs> Why not, though? What do you got to lose? <laughs> <laughs> I just wouldn't. You can't reverse, dude. Oh, you physically can't do the cha-cha slide? <laughs> no, I, I can't totally can't. <laughs> I'm fucking paraplegic. I just cannot do the Charlie Brown. Every time I hear it, at least three drunken thotties rise from the shadows and dance to it. You know what, Ryan? Oh, by the way, Ronnie Poo and Gilgamesh are here with us today. Boy. Yeah, that's kind of rude. I kind of just went off without introducing my co-host. What the hell is going on here? Dude, if they don't know who the fuck we are at this point, they can fuck off. They love you, guys. Well... Ronnie? <laughs> What's up, gangster? I'm a lot older than you, which means I'm a lot wiser than you. How old are you again? I'm 30 years old. Damn, dude, you're old as fuck. You old bitch. Yeah. You may be as wise as I am when you're my age, but right now, you're not. Okay? <laughs> so good on you, mate. All right? I can appreciate that. 
I, I look to you and Gilgamesh for wisdom. But you know what? Since I'm a lot older than you, I remember you as a child when you were a cute little baby, right? Like your your flesh felt mushy. Really? No, you're pretty. You're pretty normal. But um, was that was that a firm baby? <laughs> Hit a thick dome. Cause you see how tall you are. At one point, you were just like squeezed down to a miniature size of yourself. So like you're really mushy, and then once you grew out, you became hard. I just had a bunch of excess skin flaps. Your knees are deformed. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Gilgamesh, why is your mustache wet? To be frank, I coughed a bit too hard and got some internal fluids on my fur. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> internal fluids. That's all I coughed up. It's just internal fluids on me. Unspecified fluids. Unspecified. We have a lot of things we need to talk about. I feel like so much is going on constantly all the time here in the year 2020. I'm sure you fellas agree. This is the serious episode, dude. This is a serious episode, and that's why I want to start off with the TikTok wars. Are you guys familiar? No. Uh, Donald Trump or what? It is TikTok versus the United States government. Donald Trump versus renegaders. You know what I mean? This is serious, all right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of TikToker, honestly. But why, though? I don't know. I just think it's a little R-worded. I feel very bad when I get on there, honestly. <laughs> if you're not familiar, the United States government just took TikTok off the App Store. Oh, shit. It's going to be like Flappy Bird. You guys remember Flappy Bird, that whole fiasco? Oh, yeah. Didn't the creator kill himself? Of Flappy Bird? Yeah. Really? Why would he do that? I think it was because he was Japanese and they believe in self... Sem- what is Sempuku? it, right? Self-bukkake. Uh, self-inflicted bukkake. Flappy Bird Bukaki. Let me look it up real quick. <laughs> Rule 34. Just kidding. <laughs> no, Harakiri. <laughs> Suicide. I just now shared a link of how to Charlie Brown cha-cha slide. Oh, let me, let me check that out really quick before we get carried away. How to cha-cha slide Charlie Brown. Get your dick sweat. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be real. <laughs> <laughs> that cannot be real. This person is just hopping in place like an idiot. Charlie Brown. <laughs> Charlie Brown. But hey, that might be real. Good angle. That might be true. <laughs> but the reason why I'm so concerned about TikTok is the U.S. government is telling us it's going down. It's over with. Nothing. While at the same time, I'm getting banner messages saying we're not going anywhere. What the fuck? One of these people are lying to us, the U.S. government or TikTok. Well, take a fucking wild guess. <laughs> well, you know. It's the government that's lying. <laughs> so just, could we just use VPNs and still have TikTok? I'm pretty sure that'll work. I mean, that's the whole purpose of a VPN, right? I'm pretty sure. In the video that TikTok made, which is pretty much propaganda as well, they use haunting words such as, we're just getting started. Damn. Very haunting. Everyone who has TikTok on their phone fucking gets radiation poisoning. You know, that's why I try not to sleep with, like, the phone next to my balls. I don't want my balls to get radiation poisoning. Same. Dude, I always sleep with my phone next to my balls. <laughs> I know you like the way it feels when the phone vibrates. Mm, mm, it's right there in your mm, balls, Ronnie. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, more like in the Gucci spot. Right in the Gucci vein. <laughs> so is this going to be like a cyber war? 
Dungus Trump versus the TikTokers. I would like to see a Donald Trump renegade. Renegade, renegade, You know what I mean? Cute little video. Dude, he's going to lose to the BTS army. The BTS army is not to be fucked with. Honestly, like, it's a bad idea. They're fucking serious. They're a coalition. Black Tiger sex machine? They're a coalition just like ISIS and Anonymous. Choose your side. You can be all that or you can be a furry. Furry is the, the easy way out, if you ask me. I heard it's actually surprisingly a wholesome community. Like, it, it will shock you how little butt-fucking is going on over there. <laughs> well, you know what? I've heard people say that as well, but I think it's, it's still a front. Still a facade. Why the fuck would you want to be a sexy canine creature? You know what I mean? Just be a person. I mean, I sound like a fucking asshole right now. Yeah, you're being judgmental, dude. What is going on tonight? I love it. And, and you know what? This is, the, this is the truth. I think it's pretty cool, but I'm not about it. I think whatever you're into, just don't fuck a non-sentient being like an animal. <laughs> Even reptiles? Even a dongle chump. <laughs> so basically, we need to get Rhiny Poo at TikTok, teach him how to do the renegade in this wartime. <laughs> I got a TikTok just now because you said it was going to not be able to install anymore. Yes, do that. I wonder how many downloads I got because of this situation. A lot. There's obviously millions of bots on it. The way it operates and the way it acts, it's like, what the hell? I already, I already lost my identity and I just now installed it. And that's how you know you're a full-time TikToker. <laughs> I do want to mention some other scathing political news since we're on the topic of politics. Our boy Biden is fucking up, guys. What did he do? He's actually, <laughs> he went out to speak for Hispanic Heritage Month, and he played Despacito in the background. Oh. He played it from his cell phone <laughs> onto the speaker. He just Bluetoothed it real quick. Oh, what are the Latinos like? Oh, they like Despacito, don't they? Let's put that on. Where'd you say I am? El Paso, Texas. Here, give me your phone. Pull up YouTube. And then he <laughs> fell asleep. Took a nap. What is that all about? Everyone was fucking outraged. What is the <laughs> situation to where Joe Biden is going to drop Despacito? Was it at least the Justin Bieber remix? Despacito. Seriously, though, why, why do you do that? Because he's a retard. Um, it was mostly, it, it was for a fucking, like, Hispanic celebration kind of vibe, but I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Not a good choice. He should have dropped Selena. That would have killed it. Salinas! That's like the uh, quinceanera version of the cha-cha slide. Dude, if he had dropped a deep cut, some Ramon Ayala and Los Tigres del Norte. <laughs> All he does is play that one sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do some DJing on the side as a hobby. It's fun. It's great. I love it, right? You know, mostly I use EDM and shit like that. But along the way, you realize you got to get some of that. And then I think, you know, how am I going to fucking DJ a quinceanera when I don't even know what the fuck? Like, all I have is Selena. Los Tigres de Chingones or whatever. <laughs> and um, some other Cuban shit that I got from Vice City, right? Tight. <laughs> So I'm like, maybe I could play five songs. And I'm like, all right, well, now I got to at least play Kevin Gates or something. Because that's all everybody wants to hear, apparently. <laughs> that's dope. I forgot you've actually played a few paid sets. So like, and that's pretty fun, man. Just to like branch out and do it for a side gig for fun. 
dude yeah and um this one time i had to do a side gig for country music right and it was at a bar in portales it was at goobers and i had to like play a practice it was me and my homegirl we'll call her ccb 591 <laughs> we were gonna dj this country music because she knew country music and i knew how to dj so why not combine our powers so we did and we showed up and the lady who ran this joint was notorious for being an ultra bitch <laughs> A Goro of bitches. Or I guess a Shiva. You know what I mean? Dick in each hand. <laughs> she had a dick in each one of her four hands. Four cocks, dude. <laughs> and it was a spectacle to behold. And you you think that you were looking at the Great Pyramids of Giza. But no, it's just this fucking four-armed Um. <laughs> oh, damn, dude. Getting bukkakied. <laughs> Self-bukkakied. Wait, what am I talking about again? Oh, you're talking about the time you DJed for this Megalodon. Yeah. And she was notorious for being just a rude person. But when she walked in, it was like she had <laughs> like smoke around her. And there was metaphorical bats flying around her. It was terrible. She walks in and we start playing all this country music. And pretty much all I did was hop on a YouTube. She'll give me artists that she liked, songs that she liked, and I'll download it. So I did that. But while we're DJing, an ad just comes on in the middle of the song. So I have to like quickly switch it over. Like, oh, shit. You've been to McDonald's new country style McChicken sandwich. Come and get it. Well, besides that, um, God damn it. <laughs> Did anyone get down to the ad? <laughs> um, no, she kind of just like looked at us and she kind of smirked and she nodded her head a little bit. Kind of like, like an NPC from Mass Effect. She's like, I still music too. <laughs> she was approving it. No, it's like she, she was like on some deeper shit like she didn't even give a fuck about the music like she had more shit going on in her personal life you know what i mean do you think she was vibing with your selections i think she was going through some like dark shit and she just did not give a fuck about what was going on around her at all damn needless to say we never got a call back and i really haven't spoke to since but i still love her so much she was a friend through a lot of crazy fucking times honestly there's some things we can't even talk about on the podcast at all even with censorship i think yeah, that was the first time Christopher met her, her cousin Chris. But uh, anyway, you guys got a topic you want to get on? Let's just talk about Gay Bowser for a little while. Okay, yeah, I do want to talk about that. Yeah, let's bring up the new Mario collection and such. Mattel Electronics presents. So this is the Gamer Corner. Beep, beep. Woo! Featuring Gilgamesh the Gamer. <laughs> and we got Ronnie Poo the Shadow Mage. Wow. <laughs> He's the Waluigi of our universe. So Nintendo just released a collection of Mario's greatest 3D adventures. This game was supposed to be somewhat of a direct port for two of the games. And then the other one, they made a few small changes in the audio for Mario. When he's tossing Bowser, he says, So long, eh, Bowser. Nintendo decided to take it upon themselves to remove that from the game they just released on the Nintendo Switch. Now, my question to you is, why is it okay to refer to Bowser as gay in, what, 96 when this game came out? <laughs> so why not have it in today's game? What do you fellas think? I think it's because in the 90s, you said gay about everything, and it wasn't like a hateful thing, you know? They'd be like, oh, we ran out of mashed potatoes. Oh, gay. You know, but it's like, that's not gay at all. It's just, you're out of mashed potatoes. It's like, oh, lame. It's, it, it was used like lame or something, you know? In the 90s. <laughs> it was like a low-level insult. Insult. 
Did they actually say so long gay Bowser on that game? Or was it a different thing and people just heard it as that? They say something else. He says so long uh, Bowser. Like so long. Uh. It's King. So long King Bowser. Are you sure it's King? Yeah, I, I looked into it a little bit. And also not to correct you, but they didn't recently make this change. It's actually. I know. So- it, yeah, the DS version. Yeah. But this is the Switch and it's 2020. They made that change because the Japanese audience didn't know that Bowser was King Bowser. They they never labeled him that in any of their marketing material or King Koopa at all. So they just knew him as Bowser. So long, eh, Bowser. And so for, for Mario to have the line so long, King Bowser didn't make sense. So they cut it Ooh. and they replaced it with bye bye. He's obviously saying so long, gay eh, Bowser. I think so, too. Why fix what's not broken? It's a little upsetting, but I will say I've been playing the new Super Mario 64. And yeah, they didn't really do shit. It's the same original base game. It's still blocky as fuck and bad textures, but it's all just a little crisper. And using the modern controllers is like a godsend, man. You like have clean, smooth, buttery controls with Mario 64, which is just always a great platformer. So it's fun. Let's go. I was never really good at using the uh, 64 controller. I held it like an idiot. I think I've showed you guys before. Like I hold the far left corner and stretch my fingers across to the joystick. You have a claw format, right? I had a claw format for it. And to be fair, I never really had games for the 64. So it really wasn't like all that for me. You never played Conker's Bad Fur Day? I played on the Xbox, the remake. And apparently it's very different. It's way shittier. Way shittier, but I enjoyed it on that. I never got to play it. I only played at your guys' house when we were youngins. Man, dude, that game gave us countless hours of joy. Whenever you're, like, chasing the little teddy bears down with a flamethrower and stuff. The multiplayer was excellent on that game. Yeah, it was awesome. There were so many different ways to play as well, especially for being on the 64. Oh, there's a raptor game where you could fucking be a caveman and try to steal the raptor's eggs. Or you could be the raptors and defend against a caveman. And it was fucking intense. I remember being a caveman and being terrified of those goddamn raptors. Oh my god, dude. Your heart would jump when it turns a corner. (laughs) You're like, fuck! 2,000 years later. Today I learned about Raven, the chimpanzee. She became the 22nd most successful money manager on Wall Street after choosing her stocks by throwing darts at a list of 133 internet companies. My God. What does that say about all this? Fate is a cruel, fickle mistress. (laughs) A fickle mistress. Imagine being outdone by a chimpanzee. Wait, what exactly? In stocks. It delivered a 213% gain, dude. On its picks for um, the stock market? Yeah. Bro, shit on me. Yeah, throw your shit at me, chimp. I want that luck, baby. <laughs> yeah, how, how'd she pick? Did she throw her shit at, like, the stock? Like, a list of them? No, she threw darts. There's just a list on the wall of 133 internet companies. And, you know, they give this motherfucking chimpanzee a very dangerous creature, by the way. A sharp instrument. A dart. Yes, which makes it way more dangerous (laughs) especially since they're used to using tools to survive i'm assuming she had multiple rounds as well so she could have really fucking went ape shit yeah dude i don't know i'm i'm very convinced on how dangerous they are frankly (laughs) ryan's knocking and making the dogs bark oh it's fine i haven't knocked at all bro i swear that means there's somebody knocking really Just a skinny old lady scratching our door, dude. 
Are you serious? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> That's scary, huh? She's looking through my people right now. Oh my god. You guys are near the fires, am I right? Kinda. Our whole fucking state is burning down, bro. It was bad there for one day, wasn't it? For you guys? And then, like, is, is it, like, a lot more clear now? Yeah. The smoke was pretty bad until yesterday. Um, We got some rain and, like, some wind came and blew it all out, so. Why is your country burning, or why is your state burning down? Because of all these liberals. I did see some, like, Christians talking about how, like, God burns all the heathen states in the West and protects all the uh, uh, Christian southern states. And they're like, well, what about the hurricanes? And she's like, God protects the, the Republicans during the storm. <laughs> He's like, that's actually Poseidon. Duh. <laughs> Poseidon protects conservatives. <laughs> yeah, it's freaky. And um, it's pretty sad. And it's weird how, like, we're almost used to all this chaos at this point. We're kind of numb to it. Definitely, man. Yeah, the Supreme Court justice just died, and I didn't even flinch for a second. Nobody's going to care. <sighs> I kind of care. I'm kind of sad because, like you said, the Republicans are going to have a hardcore advantage now. But it wasn't, like, shocking to me. It's like nothing surprises me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You're right. For fuck's sake, the U.S. government, the Pentagon, recently announced, we have confirmed these are materials not of this world. Like, that was actually in the fucking news, and nobody gave a shit, dude. We're like, oh, there's aliens? Who gives a fuck? It's just like a reality show. It all is. The worst kind of reality show. A shit show, if you will. But this just confirms, dude. This just confirms. This is the reason why my ass is still doing A-OK. -okay. No blood butt still. You've kind of been on that uh, intergalactic intervention shit going on. Dude, I think those aliens, they, they want the best for us, man. They're rooting for us. If they wanted, they would have fucking wiped us out, man. I don't know. Boonga Boonga. Boonga Boonga's right. So, what do you fellas think about Cardi B filing divorce? I heard it's because Offset cheated on her with someone who can cook and clean. <laughs> oh, shit. I heard that, too. I don't cook. I don't clean. <laughs> it's like, bitch. <laughs> not a good wife. You know they got, like, three Mexican maids in that motherfucker. Yeah, let's be real. They're both famous rap stars. Not just one of them, both of them. Yeah, Offset's a legend. Yeah. If you're making that kind of money, there's no reason that you're going to cook your own meals, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Unless you like cooking. Yeah. I feel bad for him. You but... know he's going to be much happier without a wife. Come on. You don't marry, you don't wife up Cardigan back fucking yard again and not have a good time as a single man. Yeah. And Cardi B, she's about to go Super Saiyan. Oh, man. She just unleashed her WAP on the world, dude. <laughs> I think WAP got her a little too excited. She's like, fuck this. I'm getting back in the game, baby. She's still got it, that's for sure. Did you see the picture of like where she accidentally um, showed her little veg? No. And it was like, this one was like, that doesn't look like a WAP to me. And it's like a little dry, like, little crease. <laughs> dude, give her a chance, man. <laughs> It looks like a leather wallet, dude. How would you feel if someone caught a candid picture of your, your peanut? <laughs> yeah, you're right. If, if I'm not ready for it, then that picture is going to be fucking um, embarrassing. You're going to want <laughs> decent lighting at least, dude. Come on. There's like a really good camera feature with the new iPhones that could enlarge any type. <laughs> enlarge. En enlarge. Just en is that the, new the newest feature? <laughs> How many times can you hit enlarge before it looks fake? <laughs> <laughs> 
It eventually starts to look like claymation. 69%. <laughs> I'm over here sipping, sipping on some brews. Dude, we got some crazy beer right now. 10%. It's called Megalodom. Megalodom? Yeah. 10% alcohol. It's a perfect shape for a loose anus. What are you drinking tonight? Just a suckies. Gay, dude. You've been back on the cannabis wagon lately, haven't you, matey? <laughs> yes, I. Let's talk hey, about that. Yeah, Let's talk that. about that, because because you have not you've not actually been smoking since we've been podcasting. I think. So I've been straight edge. Beer doesn't count for that, right? Oh, no. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Beers for squares. Beers for squares. So I was straight edge since January 11th. One night, you know, I was on a four day vacation, and I was like, one second. Fucking retard. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm retard lit right now, and I'm drinking too. Dude, I found Xanax on the floor. Should I take them? Just kidding. Oh, dude, give me some of those. No, I don't think we should take them. Let's give them to one of your sketchy friends. Please. Let's sample. I'll buy them. Don't fucking just s- sample one tiny nugget for me and tell me if it's safe, but not when we're drinking. <laughs> okay, so what happened was this. Last weekend, I told Roy, I said, hey, come, why don't you come on over to my place, bring Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the new HD remix, and we'll oh, play. Oh, shit. It's gorgeous. Yeah, he had it. So this game bangs, right? And it's like the ultimate remake. It controls like the old game. It's a little faster, but it's okay because it's a lot more realistic. But it has the music. It has the levels. It has the vibes. Just 4K HD, 60 frames per second, bitch. I loved it, and I had so much fun, right? However, the night before, I decided, you know what? I'm going to smoke some motherfucking weed tonight. So I drove, and I got it from a very shady source. Was it Dark Andre? It was not Dark Andre. However, I will tell you this, and I swear to God, his fingers are shaped like penises. This motherfucker's... Fingers look like just multiple dicks. It's fucking Are you disgusting. Serious? Yes, I got. I think I got a picture of his fingers breaking up weed. No, never mind. That's mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's like a pack of hot dogs just breaking up, or it looks strange. Well, th- there's such thing as hot dog fingers. You know, we always talk about sausage fingers, but hot dog fingers are a thing. Too. I've been fingers. told I have glizzy fingers. Glizzy scissor tens. Riny poo, you have summer sausage fingers. No, dude, I don't. No, he has thin, narrow, long ones, just like his balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mine look more like a classic boiled glizzy. <laughs> it's all split down one side. <laughs> <laughs> so I get this bud from this guy, and I go home, and I hit it at the pookie, right? Damn. And it's just a regular pipe, but I call it a pookie just because it, I, I like to have a little fun. You know what I mean? <laughs> and... I really, you know, it, it don't really hit me too hard. It don't hit me as hard as I thought it would. You know, I was ready to see things. You know what I mean? Like a psychedelic moose or motherfucking a Mustang. Cacti man. Defending a water hole or something. You know what I mean? That's a horse. They're like advanced horses, if you will, who will fight for a water hole. And if they get that water hole, they also get all of your women. My God. <laughs> because they have to come for a drink. They need water. And you can fuck them. That's all they care about. Just leave. Bye. We don't need your horse ass anymore. <laughs> Where was I? <laughs> Why was I talking about Mustang horses? 
I just need you getting so off topic. I thought you were talking about Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I come back inside, and then the next thing you know, I could give two fucks about this game. I put the controller down, and I say, let's take some shots, right? <laughs> so we get faded. I decide that we should hit up Jijo. So we get we hit Jijo up because he played the game as well. He loved Tony Hawk Pro Skater. He was great. This is when he was more of a gamer. Between this and collecting lowriders as a child. He had a, a really nice lowrider collection. And anyway, so he's like, all right, I'll come by. I do got to go to the gym. I am jacked up off of pre-workout. Zooming. And I've never done pre-workout. I don't know if you guys have. He's the type of person that's just jacked up off of life, right? <laughs> and yeah, and before I go on, let me say this. A few months before that moment, I had a foot race with Jijo. And I beat him. And at the moment, I celebrated, and it was awesome, and I was in, my, in the zone, and I felt great. But then it hit me. I outrun my older brother. Like I, sur- I surpassed him in speed. Right. Anyway. Well, doesn't that also bring, a par- bring like some sadness because it like kind of kills the image of your heroic older brother? That's what I'm saying. I was like, I surpassed Gijo in speed. He's getting old. You lost respect. Obviously, he can destroy me in like a battle. Of course. Um, yeah, he would. He would destroy uh, most people. I can think of. Dude, he'll break you in half. Dude. Like he'll rip me apart like a celery stalk. And that was a lot. I was like, I cannot believe this. Anyway, let's go back to modern day. Last weekend, when I decided to, you know, let's what? go back to Mustang horses. I do want to go back to the topic of like these kind of moments where you overcome someone who you admire. You know what I mean? Because I had the similar thing with Dad. You know, when I was in the Navy. I came back home one of these times and we arm wrestled. And when, when we were younger, we would arm wrestle dad and he would just destroy you, you know? No challenge at all. Yeah, no fucking chance. And on the topic, if you ever want to ch- uh, stilts, if you ever want to challenge, we'll fucking wreck your ass at arm wrestling as well. He has a long forearm. What the fuck? Yeah, he's good as fuck. He'll whoop anyone that I can think of. I, he would give Gijo a run for his money. Whoa. He's got some abnormal strength, to be honest. He's always been super strong. Yeah, he's. <laughs> no, I'm gonna say it. What did you say, Ronnie? Retard strength, dude. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true, but he's definitely strong as fuck. Yeah, stronger than you man. He's a genius. He's brilliant, so. Okay. But so basically, I, I came back home from the Navy one time, and Dad and me were drinking, I guess, and we, we were decided to arm wrestle, and that was the moment when I realized, I was like, man, even your heroes can be defeated, you know? <laughs> Something different happened with me and Dad. Um, one time we were visiting in Clovis, and we were at a motel, and I snuck away to go meet up with the homie to go smoke real quick, and I stole my pop's truck while everyone was sleeping. I went to go blaze it with Ijita real quick. And I'm, as I was pulling back into the parking lot of the motel, my dad was waiting outside. I pull up, he opens the door and punches me in the face immediately. What? <laughs> he sucks me like three times real quick and then stops himself because he knows he's going to bl- blast me into meat fucking ground beef. Into meat paste. <laughs> he was going to turn you into hamburger meat. Yeah, he was shredding me up, bro. He blasted me like three times. He loses his temper. What did you say? I was like... I'm sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just like apologizing and I lied to him and said that I like went to go say goodbye to some girl, but I just went to go blaze it with the homie. Fuck. Did he smell your lips? He's like, you better not have dick on your breath. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> nah, he didn't say that. <laughs> nah, he just beat my ass and then searched around to try to find drugs, but I hit him underneath um, something in the back of the <laughs> truck. So. so you were ready for this encounter. Thankfully, he didn't find them, but he just whipped my ass a little bit. Stop. Damn. Our dad is honestly pretty fair, but he will whoop your ass like a man. <laughs> I would say that was warranted, I'd say. Oh, no. That night, how did you overpower him, though, Ronnie? Oh, I didn't overpower him. He just whooped my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so where did that come in? No, it's just a story of my dad beating the fuck out of me. You deserved it, though. We all know it. <laughs> no, I was saying that's a different type of encounter that I had with him. Okay, Gilgamesh, going back to your story, um, you beat your dad in an arm wrestling championship? <laughs> no, I wouldn't say championship. It was more like a one-off. <laughs> but what I will say is... I would like to say... Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say I'd like to see you guys do a slapping competition. <laughs> oh, he would whoop my fucking ass for sure. I would get knocked out instantly. <laughs> Dad is shaped like the fucking Russian destroyers. You know, like he's shaped like those guys. Like a Russian warship. He's got a firm neck, but so do you. That would be a good game. I don't care if we already said it. Please, if you haven't yet, again, go to YouTube, look up Russian slap fights. Go watch it. It's fun. But anyway, what I could tell was as soon as I beat Dad, for like almost half a second, I was like, holy shit, I beat Dad. I was like, hell yeah. But within an instant like i saw on his face like he was definitely trying you know like he was trying to beat me devastated and he in his face was like shocked i think that he lost and that that's what fucking that's what hurt me i was like god damn it do you think you actually overpowered him or was it a fluke and you like caught him like at a weird angle i definitely wasn't cheating or anything it was like straight wristed i slammed his ass and that was the last encounter you had with them with your arm wrestling thing yeah so you think you actually lost respect for him after that? I didn't lose. <laughs> no, dude, no. But I think that that's what he thought at that point. You know what I mean? Like, I think he realized, oh, my son's a man now. And now I'm, I no longer have any authority over him. Well, I think that know, was the point that he hit that. For me, I've always admired him. Your dad was a motherfucking gangster, dude. Yeah. How could you not admire this bad motherfucker, you know? I thought in your mind you were just like, pussy. No! Dad would still beat the shit out of me if we were in a close quarters combat. Oh. CQC is his specialty. He socked you up in the face a couple times too, right? Yeah, we've been in a, we've been in a few altercations, but I've never struck Dad. Because I know the repercussions are worse than what I get if I just accept it. That's nuts. We make Dad sound abusive, but I want to be clear. He didn't beat our ass all the time. This is no, when no, we no, were. No. This it, is when we were adolescents or adults. Okay. I mean, technically, it's um textbook abuse, but um. <laughs> I'm just well, technically, but you you and Matt have both fought him back before. No. Yeah, I fought him back a little bit, but um. I have not. Also, um, I would say that if you don't think that abuse is warranted when you're raising a child, then you're a bitch ass. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Look, dude, I think that there, there's certain things that I think that any time a child does something where they could hurt themselves or others, that is the time when you give them a quick spank on the butt just so they associate that action with pain because you want them to understand, like, there's certain shit that will get you hurt, you know? Yeah. Like, I think if your kid runs out into the street, you grab their wrist and you spank their ass and you say, don't run into the street, goddammit. You know, like, that's OK. That's not abuse. Yeah, as long as you yeah. don't beat the shit out of them. Yeah, you beat the it. fuck yeah. out of them. Like, don't go in the street. And they're all bloody and yeah. shit. 
It's like what I can say is um our parents have always only whooped our ass and stuff like that whenever we did something really fucked up or something like they taught us justice. Yeah, I feel like I got some good moral code from them, yeah. honestly. If you lie, you're fucked. When I think about it, like there's so many kids who have like such horrible lives or don't even have their parents or like shit's just like so fucked up and random, like in existence. You could be like put into the child pedophile ring, so we definitely had it pretty good. I'm considering you too, Paradox. Like we're we're all lucky to have our parents that we've we've had growing up. Thank you to our parents for everything they did to us. This one time, I remember Riney did something to where I was like, you know what? He really ought to get his ass kicked by his dad for that one. Yeah. What was it? You were living in Rio Doso, which, if our viewers don't know, is a small <laughs> little town. There's mountains everywhere. There's trees. It's a straight forest. It's gorgeous, yeah. And Ronnie Pooh was an avid pothead. No surprise, right? So, dude. So, you have this entire forest with multiple trails and thousands of places you can hide where you can smoke a little bit of weed, right? And you smoke weed in your house, and they find you smoking weed in your room. What the hell were you thinking about that? Um, can you explain that one? You have the entire goddamn forest to blaze it up, and you smoke in your room. Let me tell you this. So before we even moved to Rito, so my dad used to catch me smoking pot all the time. And there was one day where <laughs> I like literally told, told my dad, dude, we need to go on a drive. I need to talk to you. And we cruise all around Clovis, and I was just like, Pops, you look like an orangutan. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I said, um, Pops, no matter what happens, I'm going to keep smoking weed. I was like, I don't care what hap- if you keep on catching me or whatever. You had a meaningful conversation with him? Or you tried? I tried to. I said that, and he just got really angry and was like, why the fuck did you bring me all the way out here just to tell me this stupid fucking shit? <laughs> And I was like, Dad, I was like, you need to understand. And he was just like, fuck out. <laughs> but I mean, I understand because he's super against um, drugs in general. He's just had a bad past with all that stuff, too. He, he's like super straight edge and he's like, don't fuck around like that. He pretty much was just pissed, but then continued on with life. But um, pretty much by the time we lived in Doso, I didn't really care. So I, I just like put some towels under the door and then made me a little blow Joe. And, you know. I figured, whatever. I was like, I probably won't get caught. I got the windows open and a fan blowing. But I was wrong. He has the nose of a bloodhound. You cannot get one past dad. Uh, I'm so glad we got on this topic. Let's just talk about some more. I, I got one more, one or two more times when dad busted me. You go ahead, Ryan. Okay, well, I, I'd like to hear those stories first, but I would say one topic I want to bring up is um, the first time y'all ever smoked a pot. I want to hear your first time smoking story. Please remember that. So I want to talk about Two specific times when I got caught, once by mom and once by dad. So getting caught by mom is obviously way chiller. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, get the fuck out of here. You know? If you were going to get caught, you'd rather it be by your mother bear. Yeah, for sure, because mom is cool as fuck. Like, she is super chill. I don't know, though. She, she was the one that had projectile ammunition. She would throw whatever it was in range. Look. Shoes and phones. <laughs> when mom was younger, she would honestly do shit that crossed the line. Honestly, she would throw like a heavy telephone at us, like the wall unit phones, those big brick phones with the battery. Like, dude, that can fucking kill a guy. Like, what if she got a headshot on you? If she got a headshot, it would definitely be a concussion. And then she would have to fucking explain that shit. Like, she's lucky we could dodge really good. You'd be paralyzed. We're just glad she never played first person shooters. Yeah, she sucked at aim, to be frank. She was more of like a a Pokemon person. 
She could have gotten in trouble, though. <laughs> but uh, no, she's a great mom. Don't want to hate on her. Uh, and dad as well. He never really – he would spank your ass so hard that you don't need to do any other, like, child abuse. You don't need a hit in the face because that was enough. You're like, fuck that. <laughs> do you remember when he had grabbed the belt and, like, make it make that snapping sound? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's like, you are totally fucked, mate. As soon as you get the belt, it's a wrap, dude. The belt is like 10 times worse. It's like concentrated version of the hand. But um, wait, what was I going to say? I have I had two instances of what? Dad beating your ass. Oh, no, no. Mom caught me smoking weed in the backyard. with. You can censor that as well, I guess. But... <laughs> so so we, we were on a break from uh, high school, and we had like an hour lunch break, and had like a little rubber bong in his car so we jumped in his car and we went to little caesars we got a hot and ready and then we rolled to my house like fast and for some reason we just put up some lawn chairs in the backyard and i think it was because my mom was supposed to be out of town or some shit like that and so we were just chilling in the backyard smoking a bong and eating some little caesars pizza for lunch break at high school Mm. and um yeah it was a good fucking like the vibes are excellent we're like yes this little caesars is slapping you know we just not a sponsor by the way we paid two dollars fifty cents each. Like this shit's gonna sound insane to future stoners, you know. <laughs> wow. Two fifty each. We split a pizza. He gets half. I get half. So we're lit as fuck. And then we're so we're sitting in the backyard. All of a sudden, I just hear like stomping coming through the grass, like around the side of the house. And I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, who's here? I think it's like an intruder or something. And I turn the corner, and it's my mom. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? Her face is blood red. She just grabs a bong and chunks it over the fence, like just fucking chunks it as hard as she can over the fence. Whoa! And, and it's it's like I remember specifically it's a silicone bong, and that's important because okay, yeah. Later on, oh, I didn't break. Yeah, exactly. Later on, we actually just went and like picked it up and went back to school. <laughs> it's like you were prepared for anything with that thing. Yeah, yeah. Mom wasn't a jerk. She didn't snitch or anything, but she was like, don't be fucking smoking weed at the house. If dad comes home, he's going to beat the shit out of both of you. <laughs> it's not a good idea. Yeah. That was time one. So time two, I actually had a girl over. And yeah, so you remember I used to live in the back house situation. And we actually were, were not doing anything. We were just chilling. We were literally listening to music. But she was like, I have my steamroller do you want to hit this? And I was like, fuck. I was like, if we smoke, we got to like open the windows. And like, I was paranoid, you know, I was like, that's not a good idea. I don't know if my dad will pop back at home. Cause he was a car salesman. He would just come home at random times. You can never predict it. Sounds ultra sketchy to me. So I'd, I'd be worried too. I was nervous. So we spark up, we enjoy a nice steamroller. We kill that shit. And then we're just listening to music. We're like making out. We haven't even been smoking for probably like an hour. We were just enjoying each other's company and talking. And all of a sudden, I just hear knocking on the door. I'm like, holy fuck. Oh, I thought those were gunshots. No, no, (laughs) no. And the girl, she looks at me with her eyes like huge as fucking dinner plates. Like she's just like shocked. She's like, what do I do? I was like, don't fucking say anything. I said, don't talk. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i told her did you put a knife to her throat or what no 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 no. i was like just don't talk because it's the safest route like you don't want to talk to my dad it's not gonna be fun yeah and so i open the door because you don't fucking not open the door he's knocking and he's like i'm about to fucking kick the door in. i can hear my dad yelling i'm like oh shit so i open the door he's like it smells like fucking pot in here what's going on and i am fucking like a ghost 
I'm pale white like I just saw a ghost, you know? And Dad's like, he has the eyes of an angry silverback who has a territorial invader. Like, he's ready to fucking crush my skull like a fucking coconut. Wow. And he says, who the fuck are you? <laughs> he screams at her and she oh she just stutters. God. She's like, I, I, I was like, that's my friend, Dad. Please just just go. Just get out of here. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, get the fuck out of here, you fucking whore. <laughs> like, he, he was being very mean. Whoa. He said, get your bitch ass out of here bringing drugs around here. And like, he, he kind of implied like bringing drugs around here, like you're tainting my son. But the truth was really. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dad always blamed our friends for anything we got into. Yeah, he'd be like, get your fucking weed out of here, you temptress. But <laughs> the whole time it was you guys that was... Yeah, we were scoundrels, you know? Yeah, he would be like, your friends are disrupting your soul and stuff like that. He's like, no, we're disrupting most of our friends' soul. Yeah, you're the one out there finding the mushrooms to feed your friends. <laughs> <laughs> she she basically remembered that as a very traumatic experience and she would not hang out with me again. You know so. she'll never forget that moment. Oh, no. It had to be terrifying. My dad was just shirtless and angry. <laughs> <laughs> typical. <laughs> yeah, typical. That's like it's like him 90% of the time. <laughs> shirtless and pissed off. <laughs> bloodshot eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. His eyes are bloodshot. Looking down at his flippers. <laughs> now just fucking around. He's an impressive man. I'm honestly surprised he never actually accidentally fucking beat the shit out of you guys to death for how how much crazy shit you guys have done that does remind us like ryan how scary was it when dad was sleepwalking back when we were younger um very scary whenever he was like completely in like animal mode he was like a primal creature much like your your client as you remember i have a fear for people who sleepwalk dude they're very dangerous i don't trust them no yeah they're primal beasts Pure instinct. And I've never really had an encounter with people who sleepwalk. However, I did once have a sleepover with my cousin, Eddie, who sleepwalked. Little Eddie? Little Eddie, yeah. He would sleepwalk. Was it fun? No, dude. We had a great night. We ate a lot of fruit roll-ups. He really loved fruit roll-ups. So we'd smash a box and play like Street Fighter or something. Shit's excellent. So I was like, all right, well, I sleep on the top bunk. And I think I made like a barricade of pillows right next to the ladder. I was terrified he was going to climb up there at night and, you know, not know what he's doing. Just bite your ankle. <laughs> nah, on my ankles, you know what I mean? <laughs> bite my fingers off like fucking glizzies. I was worried. But <laughs> I know that your father had some extreme cases of sleepwalking. No, yeah. Yeah, like our dad was actually like kicked out of the military because he got his ass kicked by his drill instructors. And so he has, like, a lot of trauma and shit in his past that actually mess with his head a little bit, you know? Oh, yeah. So, like, I think that's where his sleepwalking issues comes from. Didn't he once try to throw your sister? He picked her up. Outside next to the dumpster because he thought she was trash or something? Exactly. Yeah, so that's pretty accurate. So he, he walked up to me, and I don't know if it was me and Ryan or me and but it was me and one of my brothers when I was a child. And he was holding Savannah, and he said, I'm taking out the trash. And he was holding Savannah. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and I said, Mom, Mom, yeah. Dad's taking out the trash, but he's holding Savannah. <laughs> I was, like, was she Shit. asleep? She was asleep. And we had to go wake her up. And she was like, what the fuck? And he just walked her out to the dumpster. And she just, like, took him from her arms. And he just stood by the dumpster. It's fucking insane. That's crazy, man. I don't remember that one. You were a fucking toddler for sure. Yeah. 
Do you guys ever sleepwalk or have any weird things that you do in your sleep or anything? Like Never that? sleptwalked. Never have. You don't talk in your sleep? Or I talk in my sleep sometimes. I snore because I'm obese. I'm pretty active in my sleep, yeah. I know that you uh, dream a lot for sure. I dream a lot for sure, bro. Crazy dreams. It's great. Dude, you should really try and write some down. I have. Devin's re- a real inspiration to me because he really dug deep into that. Like lucid dreaming and journaling and shit. It's like, you should try it. You should bust out your dream journal and read us the one where you have a dream within a dream. Because I remember that one was crazy. Yeah, I'd love to do some dream talk. Yeah, I'd love to get some of those read out. If you want to hear dream talk, we need to hear it via email. Come on, homies. Send us some fucking emails. Ask us some questions. I have a dream somewhere, but I don't know if I can find it. It's a dream about It's about a smoky purple cloud car. In other news, Arby's is now selling their meat by the pound. I'm just inspired by their purple meat. That's impressive how you can have purple meat. I do like the coppery metallic texture on the outside. I went into that whole story, right? Going to talk about my weed adventure. And we just went completely off and never got to my... Cool, dude. Stop! Yeah, wait, what weed adventure was it again? The one last weekend. Oh, yeah, dude. What the fuck? Quit going off task. Go back to Yeah, that. you fucking lost your story, man. You guys are the ones taking me off like that. I just go with it. <laughs> Y'all need to stop cutting me off. You ruined this whole podcast, and let's end it here. Play the music. Have some backbone. Have some backbone. Just kidding. Don't play the music. So we meet up with my brother, right? <laughs> it's like way later. There was a Mustang there. You said it was a quinceanera? <laughs> I'm just fucking around. Oh, man. There's a Mustang DJing a quinceanera. <laughs> now we have one more last topic that Ronnie Pooh wanted to get across us. What was it again, Ronnie? I don't know if we talked about it already, but just our first time smoking weed. I don't think we've talked about it. Then you go ahead and start us off, Paradox. Okay, so there's two times where I considered myself smoking weed for the first time. The first time, I was a child. I was maybe in sixth or seventh grade, a youngling. And I remember I heard about the devil's lettuce. Ganja, something that you smoke that makes everything all crazy, right? And you see the music videos. You think it's like that. Anyway, so I was like, I really want to smoke this. And they called it grass. So one day I mowed the lawn and I would dump the grass to the side of the dumpster. And I got a piece of paper and I ripped a corner off and I filled it with actual grass and tried to smoke it. And I smoked it. And this was grass that's been laying out there for a while. So it was dry grass. So it actually sparked up. Were you actually able to roll a joint? No, it was it was horrible. It was just like very a burrito. Loose. It was loose. It was like a burrito with grass in it. Did it work, though? I hit that shit, right? And let me remind you, this is just regular-ass grass. I hit that shit. And I sat back. And I was like... Wow, this is great. This is nice. Was it nice? I felt like I was tripping balls. The placebo effect. You know what? Extremely powerful. That is. I love that you, man. I, I, I think I had the same experience too. How old do you think you were? I was fucking like in sixth or seventh grade. So I think I was like 
11 or 13. 11 or 12 13 12 around that area i just got some grass and i rolled it up and i lit it up with a lighter of course it was nothing the first time i actually smoked marijuana i was hanging out with what do you know gilgamesh and we went over to this house of these people he knew i don't know how he knew them some hippie individuals <laughs> who uh, lived near mcdonald's and you know it was just a friendly gathering of a bunch of weirdos was it Captain Planet by chance? It wasn't Captain Planet, but he was one of the first people that I smoked with. He might have been there. He might have been there. And that was that was a nice call there, Ryan. I don't know how you got that. That was one of my first dealers. Same. <laughs> there you go. Who actually had quality herb and not fucking brick trash. It all makes sense now. We were at this house and, you know, someone's coloring in the corner. You know, someone's playing <laughs> with beads in the other corner. You know what I mean? stupid shit just hanging out <laughs> you know there's a bong here there's a bong there this is we were just a bunch of kids getting high i think yes and this was alien territory for me how, how old were you this time around this is the same story no never it's mind elementary no, school not, right not. no you're not you're not smoking grass um i don't know i think it was like elementary school 2010 maybe gilgamesh what do you think 2009 I don't fucking remember my, I don't my fucking time. Know. My time spans all warped up, dude. I don't know how people remember their life perfectly because there's so much shit that I don't remember what happened when and before what. My autobiography is fucked. Fucked off. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry for asking. I would say I was 21 or 22. No, that's not right. <laughs> Fuck, dude. I don't know. That's not a kid. You were an adult, though, for sure. You were probably like 19 or something. Anyway, we go over to this house, and they're hanging out. They're like, hey, you want to hit the bong? I was nervous, but of course, we go back to the... You started with a fucking bong? Age-old rule, yeah. The the age-old rule. You cannot look like a bitch, so I had to do it. (laughs) I can't believe you didn't smoke until you were like 19 or 20. I was straight edge. Did no one offer it to you until that point? Um, I never sought it out, you know, and I was a gamer back then. And it just never came up. Never came up. It was all about Doritos and Dr. Pepper and Sour Patch Kids. You sure were dressing baggy as fuck back then, like a gangster? Very baggy. And it's weird because I used to wear metal shirts, which are generally worn tight, but baggy version. You were a strange fusion of metal and hip-hop, All right, you? guys, stop talking. I'm trying to talk about... <laughs> <laughs> You're all trying to dissect my anatomy and shit, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to stay on story right now. Hey, man. Fuck your story. It's not interesting. No, to be fair, Gilgamesh is on point with that. You were a mixture of metal and hip-hop. That's on point. And gamer. Um, metal, hip-hop, and gamer. To be fair... That's exactly what it was. And I'm sorry for exploding on you like that because you're right. That's exactly what it was. I hit this bong, right? <laughs> and it's great. Trippy. Get high as fuck. Classic high feeling. Whatever, whatever. And then I see in the corner a very beautiful dog. And I'm like, hey. And I, and I pat the guy who's, whose house where I pat him on his shoulder. And I'm like, is that your dog? He's like, yeah. You want to pet it? Or no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't say that. I said, hey, <laughs> is that your dog? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, I walked away from him. I just walked away. I didn't say anything. <laughs> and I walked over to the dog and I start petting his face. And this dog is loving it. Or that he was going to attack you. He is acting like he hasn't got pet in years. Like he's like, oh my God, this is great. 
I was hitting all the spots. I'm a fantastic petter. Ask any animal around here. They'll say I'm great. <laughs> and um, I'm paying the fuck out of this dog, and I'm high as fuck, and I've never really smoked <laughs> weed. And the guy walks up, and he's like, and Gilgamesh, I think you come and pet the dog with me, too. And so we're petting this dog, and Gilgamesh, you may have been petting his, like, back or something. He had the wee-wee. I had the genitals. You had the genitals. You had his wee-wee. <laughs> you were just jacking off the dog this whole time. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the guy walks up to me, he's like, hey, my dog has worms in its face. Don't pet it. And I was like, what? And I looked down at my hands. And they just look like regular hands. There's nothing like nothing crazy going on or anything. But I'm like, oh. <laughs> and I hit that sink running and I just slam it and slam into it. I'm just like, oh, and I start rubbing my shit down. I'm just like, this is unbelievable. And that was my first time smoking weed. Were you like traumatized? <laughs> it? Was it like extra intense because you were high or anything? Nah, dude. Don't you think it's nice that at least that dog got some pets out of the deal? He he loved it. He was his eyes are rolling back. He was like, thank God, nobody pets me anymore. He's like, you're scratching the worms right out of my flesh. <laughs> <laughs> you're killing them, Master. Thank you. Thank you. And all the worm bodies just underneath my nails. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. That's a pretty nice story. Was there any, any other... Uh... <laughs> it's heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember how you felt? Like, was it just traditional, just like, damn, kind of stoned? Or were you, like, extra, extra high? Like... You know that feeling when you first start? It's unbelievable it's like a whole nother realm of existence that you never thought about yeah i was gone dude did you think it was overwhelming never i was never worried i generally have a good trip most places i go to i have to be like in a really terrible scene or scenario to have a bad trip. like next to train tracks <laughs> yeah but then again that was like my first time breaking through so even after that i don't well i don't know if I thought I was on the train track, I feel like I'd lose my shit no matter what. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that was just like a no matter how I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm I'm going ape shit. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's a pretty mellow story. I, I mean, I, I feel bad that um the dog had worms, and that's about my only comment on that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to hear yours next, Riney. Mine. Your green cherry getting popped. Honestly, um, for me, it happened the summer after eighth grade. <laughs> Damn. And it was uh, during band camp. Marching band? This one time at band camp. Yeah, marching band. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so it was um, my buddy. Um, and um, <laughs> we had first. <laughs> I was like, I was going to think of a fake name. But I was like, fuck, fuck it. <laughs> Dude, he, he won't give a fuck. There's so many Justins. You, you guys guess which one it is. <laughs> yeah, it could be Justin Martin, Justin... Timberlake, Justin fucking. Just in time. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, um, Sense of that one. We, we were in the trombone section together, and um, he basically, one day we were going to lunch during band, and um, he was just like, yo, man, you want to go to my house and uh, just hang out? I was like, yeah, I'm down. And um, honestly, up until that point, I had not really heard much about weed, and I like never even considered drugs in general. I was just like pretty just normal, like not, not thinking about anything like that. See, I can't imagine you like that anymore. Yeah, me neither. Ryan before weed. Dude, I remember telling my mom, I'll never be like that. I'll never do those things. And then now I think about it, I'm like, man, I'm a real piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what Ryan's like before becoming a fiend. 
Ryan's currently excited to try some pills that I found in a goddamn hallway. I'm all trying to buy them for you. <laughs> smoking, drinking, smoking, drinking. Now you just need to mix it with lean. <laughs> Dude. For the perfect combo. I take lean for breakfast. I actually tried lean for the first time the other day. Really? Was it trippy? Um, no, it actually just relaxed me pretty nice. Honestly, I didn't feel like I got any trippy type of effect. It just calmed me down. You should have listened to some like Mike Jones or uh, Young Thug. I listened to OPP. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you ain't gotta call my phone. <laughs> Auto tune. Slow down for your leaned out ass. Damn. <laughs> Damn. No. Chopped and screwed was a fucking vibe. I didn't know what to get you for your birthday, so I got you this promethazine. Dude. Drank. One year for um, Christmas, we got our roommate a bunch of alcohol-related gifts. Because he, <laughs> he was al- an alcoholic. Because <laughs> he was an alcoholic. It was the only personality that he had. <laughs> he was very offended. He's like, oh, all alcohol stuff. Gee, thanks. <laughs> he got hurt? He got very upset. Yeah, I think I got him whiskey stones and got him like a flask. <laughs> It's like, we still love you for who you are. Well, he should just be fucking grateful we got him anything. What an asshole. (laughs) Alky bitch. (laughs) Was it like shitty, like uh, alcohol? Like I got him a nice flask. He used to buy him in a plastic bottle, bro. It'd be like this. um, It was called Red Velvet. I bet you guys got him just Crystal Palace. No, that's what he would buy. He would buy that plastic shit, yeah. Damn. He would buy Admiral Nelson's rum. Dark eyes. But anyways, um, Justin basically invited me to go to his house, and I was like, yeah, I'm down. And on the drive to his house, he was like, yo, do you know, or do you want to smoke some pot? And I was just like, yeah, I'm down. (laughs) Did your heart drop when he said that? No, honestly, I just basically just said yes. Were you excited? I wasn't nervous, I wasn't excited, and I honestly wasn't sure what to think. Like I said, I hadn't really heard about drugs up until that point. Like, I never really got got involved. That's so crazy. You, You felt neutral toward it? I felt neutral toward it. I didn't know what to expect. I would have been nervous at least. That's so strange to me. What did you do before that? Nothing, dude. I, like, I chilled with my homies. You just kind of sat there. Are you a homunculus? Do you not have emotions? I basically sat there and stared at myself in the mirror all day. <laughs> You're a homunculus, dude. No, dude, I was just like a normal fucking child. I used to like play <laughs> video games and I used to like run around. Stare and- at yourself in the mirror for hours. <laughs> I, I used to play with the neighborhood kids and, like, <laughs> drive on my bike around and, like... Oh, fuck me. Mud pies outside and shit. <laughs> no, I'm saying... <laughs> Don't you need actual cow shit for that? Okay, I never mind. I guess, I guess I was a little bit older at that point. <laughs> Ryan used to find piles of cow shit and just chew on them. <laughs> I made mud pies, no basically yeah like i said i didn't have really any emotion towards it and he was just like yeah so my buddy's gonna come over and him and his girl have some pot and i have this bubbler at the house and i remember it was like this little jar bubbler that had like a screw on lid and it was like a little plastic piece and um that was the first thing i ever smoked out of and um we smoked like two bowls outside in the backyard of his family's house and i got higher than fucking shit balls I was so stoned. <laughs> like, I know a lot of people say they don't feel anything the first couple times they smoke or whatever, but like, not me. 
I was fucking ripped, bro. And um, I remember it was so fun because we went back inside and he just like opened up all his cupboards and all his fridge. And he was just like, dude, get it, whatever you want. Start eating. And he had good snacks. He had all kinds of good snacks. And I remember uh, we were like dipping Oreos and peanut butter. That's and, like, excellent, eating, man. Eating yogurt and ice cream and like everything you can think of, dude. What a good first experience. And we were drinking Kool-Aid, like all kinds of dank, delicious snacks. We made popcorn, like all kinds of cool stuff. And um, yeah, it was so fun. And then after that, I immediately became a pothead after first time. How could you not? That's like an orgasmic experience. Like I, I got into skateboarding at the same time because Justin skated a lot. And then we both just started going around skating, smoking pot, and just getting Taco Bell meal deals all the time. The $2 meal deal. Best deal ever. Yep, I used to get the chicken burrito every time, dog. That was my childhood, dude, or my like early um, development to adulthood. I used to just smoke pot all the time and just vibe around with my homie, just go skate. And honestly, like for a while there, we actually had a fun time getting people high for their first time. We were convincing all of our friends, yo, man come and smoke some weed and like we literally got like probably like 30 people high for their first time damn once dude. again showing that you were always the bad influence Randy. you did influence a lot of your friends huh a lot of them and i even i got our sister high for her, for her first time too i was opposed after she betrayed me yes have i told that story i think so, I think so. but anyways that, that was basically my first time and it was excellent and i became a pothead afterwards so been smoking mad weed ever since. I feel like your first time smoking was so perfect. You were just forever chasing that night. It became my livelihood, yeah. It's my whole existence now. It's like a whole part of my personality. Ryan, doesn't it shock you to think that there are certain people out there who you know they'd probably love pop, but they've never tried it and they're scared and or they're like dead set that they don't want to try it. Some people that brings to mind is like Jijo. It's like he would love pop. Like, no, he. He used to smoke. It's just strange to me that people like that don't smoke anymore, you know? I understand why they don't. It belongs in your life almost. Like, like too. Like, um, yeah, like she used to love pot too, huh? Yeah, she used to. Apparently, like, when you quit for a while and then you try it again, it just like slaps so hard and it gives you anxiety sometimes. Like, I've been there. I feel before. that. Like, I do get paranoid. I do get kind of anxious. I think that you're the kind of person that either it belongs in your life or it doesn't. Either you have a place for weed in your life or you don't. Some people can't do it responsibly and like still be a functioning adult. Some people, their job demands that they use a little bit of herb. For me, I feel like it, I feel like I gotta use use some herb. You know, I write, I create, I fucking also work in a stressful job, and when I'm off work, I like to chill out. You know, it's a nice way to relax yourself and just like connect with nature. Absolutely, and I agree with all that. I stopped just to see if I can do it, and I got used to it, and it was great. But I was like, why not? Let's no, just yeah. blaze a little doobie here and see what happens. It's, I agree with that, too, and I've tried to quit smoking pot a couple times, and like usually after I like quit for like a couple weeks, I feel super mentally clear and like start to dream a lot more. But then usually I just start smoking again. I'll definitely agree with the dream statement. So no matter if you're quitting weed or starting back weed up again, you're going to notice some shit happening in your dreams. Oh, yeah. It's like there's always some kind of event that happens when you're when you're either coming back on to or quitting weed, where your dreams become, like, yeah. way more intense. And that's real. Yeah. But anyways, um, let's go ahead and so hear fun. your first time smoking Gilgi Poo. Oh, yeah. We got to wrap up, don't we, boys? Yes, sir. So for me, my first time smoking weed was definitely before Paradoxes. Um, because I think I introduced Paradox to Herb or to the friends that we smoked with or whatever. Yeah. 
both. So um, I can't exactly remember when I smoked weed, but I gotta say I think it was it was my ninth grade year, if I had to guess. So whatever fucking year in junior high or high school that is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't goddamn know, but I was probably in like ninth grade, and at this point, my my older brother. I, yeah, who gives a fuck? Just censor this shit. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, I went to go visit my friend in Las Cruces, <laughs> and <laughs> I stayed the entire summer in Las Cruces with him, and it was a good time. Like he had two roommates, and this was basically like second or first year. It was his second year in college, so he had already met a bunch of friends, and like of course makes friends like crazy, and and they're all so fucking cool, like these cool ass hippies. Great people. Yeah, so I try ecstasy for the first time in the same trip, but this is afterwards. So no, let, let's focus. Sorry. So there's <laughs> <laughs> another story for us. I also tried ketamine for the first time in the same trip. So what? All three? Yes. So the f- same trip where I try any psychedelic for the first time is the same trip where I try all like most psychedelics. You go on a triathlon. Yeah, I actually burnt out. I think on ecstasy, I did way too much. It was bad, but um, <laughs> let's keep on topic. <laughs> so early on in my time in Las, Las Cruces, New Mexico, I was hanging out with all these hippies and my friend who I was staying with, and it was great. Like They stayed at a place where they had a, a swimming pool that was salt water and had sand Yuck. instead of chlorine, and it was great. I don't like the way that shit fills in my lips. If it's great, dude, honestly. And there's no chlorine. It doesn't get your hair all itchy or anything like that. Okay. So it's nice. So we go to a house party. It's like a fraternity party. And there's this huge fucking like three-story house with so many goddamn rooms. And there's just nothing but fucking bros everywhere, like with their hats upside down and shit. Oh, Lord. It started off good. Holy shit. I'm just realizing the same night that I smoked weed for the first time is the same night that I tried ketamine for the first time. Before we go to this house party, me and are sitting inside of his car, and he says, Hey, brother, you want to smoke some weed? I was like, I've never done that before, dude. He's like, come on. And so he just, like, loads up a small little peanut pipe. Aw, how cute. And he hands it to me, and it's some chronic. It's some it's some dank-ass chronic. I remember because it smelled like citrus. Dude, actually, I think I was there for that trip, wasn't I? Maybe you were, dude. Maybe you were. I think that's the first time i ever seen weed. Someone was in the back seat with me, and but I don't know who it was. Hello. I think I seen the pot, but I didn't smoke it that time. I remember that it smelled like citrus, and I liked it. And handed the pipe to me, and I tried to rip it, and I didn't know how to even use a carb at this point. I couldn't hit the pipe right. I was like, no, no, no. He showed me. He took the first rip. He showed me how to use a carb. So I took a fat rip, and I coughed my ass off for like 20 minutes. You just hit it. You you gave it your all. I took one rip early on, and, and that was the only rip I took. And I handed it back, and I was just dying. I, like, actually vomited outside. Damn. And as I was standing up outside, I felt gravity shift by 45 degrees for sure. Like, I felt like the earth was tilted sideways, and I was like, gravity was pushing me toward the side of the car. I was like, holy shit, dude. I was like, holy fuck. I felt off balance. It was just a critical strike. Dude, gravity was definitely dragging toward one direction, even though we were on definitely parked on a flat surface. So we go into this house party, and it's a fucking poppin'-ass party, dude. There's easily 30 individuals in this place, male and female, with a nice ratio. It's, like, pretty 50-50. 
and everyone's smiling and just having a good time. There's pool. There's a pool table. There's people playing pool. There's fucking people just like. There's so many couches for fuck's sake. I don't know. There's like easily eight couches in this huge room. Their living room is just a pool table with a bunch of couches all around the walls. It's like a fun house. It's a fraternity house. Oh. Yeah, so I go to the kitchen and they have this jug of Carlo Rossi wine and they pour me a cup and a uh, red solo cup and I fucking start to slam that and then I get like cup number two and sorry we're gonna have to definitely censor the fuck out of this I don't want any clues that who who I'm talking about here okay fucking Kakarot goes into the the other (laughs) 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 I gotta come up with a name so that you can use this material paradox I could use all this. I just censored the name. Stilts, I guess. Stilts is the one who brought me to the room, and he's the one who I smoked weed with for the first time. So, Stilts brings me into the kitchen, and I get, I slam my first cup of Carlo Rossi wine, and they give me a second cup. And Stilts is like, "Hey, man, I gotta go to this other room for a minute, but just chill out here for a while. In a minute, if I text you, try and come and find me." So at this time, you're in the zone. Right, it's a house party full of 30 people, and they're all basically college-age people. I am a ninth grader at this point, so I'm probably like, I'm 16 years old. Prime meat. And I'm high as fuck for the first time. I'm high on cannabis for the first time. And I'm feeling a little woozy, I slammed a whole cup of Carlo Rossi wine, and I'm feeling fine, dude. (laughs) But I'm feeling, like, confident, because I'm like, this is me in my prime in in, 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 um, junior high or high school, where I was like, I was always chunky, I've never not been a kind of fat guy. But this was me when I was fat and muscly a little bit, you know? You knew physically from that moment it was all downhill for you. Yeah, exactly, it was going to be downhill for me. So I gotta get it now. Exactly. So this is peak silverback. Oh man, I remember or, that. <laughs> sorry, peak peak silverback <laughs> Gilgamesh. I remember that you had your collars popped and everything. Dude, my biceps were bursting with juice. Bitches was flopping around. It was wild. Prime Gilgamesh. Prime Gilgamesh was absolutely a stunner, dude. I did I did some damage to the local economy. Busted one too many nuts. <laughs> I busted one too many nuts in my childhood. <laughs> all all that history aside, so I was shit housed at this house party, and I was high as fuck for the first time. And I remember seeing a fear and loathing in Las Vegas poster on the wall. Not ever watching the movie at this point, but just seeing it, and it was the image of Johnny Depp where he's all warped oh, yeah. and there's bats everywhere, and he's wearing his um, aviator glasses. Oh yeah. So it's that classic image, and I saw classic. that, and I was like, I was like, what the fuck? And I was just tripping on the poster. I was like, man, what a cool image. And I remember saving it in my phone. I said, fear and loathing, in my phone. And then later, I found that movie, and it became my favorite movie of all time. I fucking love Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So that aside, eventually, sorry, Stilts eventually texts me and says, hey, brother, come knock on the door in the kitchen. So I go to the kitchen. There's a random fucking door in the kitchen in the middle of a wall. Like, it's an awkward place for a door. <laughs> I knock on the door, and some girls open the door. There's three girls inside of a fucking bathroom. There's a toilet. There's a bathtub. And there's a girl in the bathtub. There's a girl on the toilet and a girl sitting on the girl on the toilet's lap. And they're just laughing. This sounds great. Yeah, they're just laughing. And they're like... <laughs> 
like giggling and shit. I'm like, hi, sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm just passing through. And they're like, okay. And so I knock on the next door inside the bathroom. They open it and it's and it's stilts and some other guy only. It's just them two. It's and it's the guy who owns the house apparently. Mm. He owns the entire property for this. Do you remember who that was? I have no idea. It's some fraternity house owner. He's a young man, but he was obviously bowling as fuck. Anyway, and this young man have a bunch of white powder lines broken out on a mirror table in front of them. And they both clearly have white powder on their noses. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, what the hell? Like, are you doing Wait, cocaine? This is, the first time you smoked weed? this is the first time I ever smoked weed. I go to a house party in Las Cruces, and this is what happens. Exactly. This is my first time ever doing any mind-altering substance. I'm higher than balls. I think I, I think the weed probably is worn off. I'm actually I'm actually really drunk at this point. I drank a whole cup of Carlo Rossi wine and I'm on cup number two. <laughs> I walk into the room and there's a mirror table with a bunch of white powder on it, a huge pile of white powder and a bunch of lines of white powder. And I'm offended because I, I, I didn't know my friend at this point has actually done this kind of drugs. I was like, what the fuck? What are you doing, dude? he's like, do you want some? I was like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> At first, I was a little outraged that they were doing this level of sketchy drugs. But when they offered it to me, I was like, you did blow? I thought it was cocaine, to be honest. I was like, oh, shit, they're doing cocaine. And I look at this person differently now, you know? Wait, so it wasn't cocaine? <laughs> it was okay. Not exactly. Dude, there's no way it was. He, he wasn't involved that early on. Let me tell you something. This is 100% true. And this is 100% my first time smoking weed. The powder was not cocaine. It was ketamine. Hmm. This is whenever our friend was in Las Cruces, of course. And, and so this was during the early years, and, and it was freely flowing. And so for them, getting the substance was apparently easy. So ketamine was everywhere at the point at this point. It was just everywhere. Everyone had some. It was not a rarity. Sounds like breaking news to Ronnie Pooh. No. I mean, I, I know that... Um, he sounds like he doesn't believe me, but I don't care because this is what happened. It just seems super early on is all. It does seem super early on, but it totally is exactly as I'm describing it. This is my first time trying K, and it was during a summer while I was in ninth grade. And um, it was fucking insane. I remember my first time trying ketamine because I remember that, you know how cameras take a certain frames per second snaps of photos of images? Yeah. For me, my frames per second dropped down to like 22 frames per second. Oh. Where it, was, it wasn't too exaggerated, but it was, I was skipping a frame once in a while, you know? Yeah. I get that too. In real life, I felt like I was at like 22 frames per second instead of 30 where you can't detect it's like smooth movement did you panic at all a little like so they told me a little bit they were like okay so this is ketamine it's totally safe you can't overdose on it it is a psychedelic kind of like mushrooms or acid that's all they told me and i was like okay okay i'll try it and so they're that what they put it in instead of giving me a fat bump or a line what they did was they gave me a bullet and so they handed me a glass bullet with an amber glass vial and to this day, I don't know why, but I think amber glass is the only way to go if you're going to have a ketamine or, or a cocaine shooter. I want amber glass. That's funny. But, um, 
Yeah, I think it's like premium. It has to be amber glass. Amber glass only. <laughs> no, but so I, I snorted a bullet full of this ketamine and I didn't feel it, but I know I definitely got it now in retrospect. But I was like, I don't know if I got it. And they're like, oh, we'll do another one. So they get it, they just reloaded it. And they said, do it in the other nostril. And so I slammed it. And that one I felt. I felt it hit my brain pan. Like the powder just hits my brain and fucking instantly. I. Whenever you first try ketamine for the first time, I'm going to try and describe it for what I felt. I felt like instantly I had taken six shots of vodka. A shortcut. I was, it was a shortcut to being shithoused. All of a sudden, I was stumbling around like I could hardly walk. Gravity was working against me. Like, you have to hold onto the walls to make sure you're stable and not a fool, like, falling down or pulling stuff off the walls. So I stumble back to the bathroom, and those girls are still in there, and I'm like, I think I think I need to use the bathroom. And they're like, okay, okay, hold on. And they all, like, <laughs> slowly got out of there, and, like, I took a piss. Uh-huh. And as I was as I was peeing, I like felt this weird connection with the universe. Like, oh shit! Like when you pee, your water stream connects with the universe, and like our souls, our spirits <laughs> are actually contained in the water of our bodies. And so when you die and all that evaporates, you just rejoin the ethereal vapors. And then when someone else is actually <laughs> born, it's just part of the ethereal vapors that have been in the grapes and shit that your parents have consumed before they consummated their marriage or whatever the fuck. So it was this deep level of death and rebirth analysis that I went through. So at this point, you were not even trying, you weren't even focusing on like pussy or anything. No. And you weren't even high on weed anymore, huh? I don't think that I was even cared about the weed at all. That wasn't even an issue. (laughs) But I will tell you that I think that wine or at least booze and ketamine definitely don't mix, dude. Not at all. I don't know what it is, but it does not mix. And this is my first time doing it, and I was drunk as fuck when I did it. Oh, man. And so, of course, I'm feeling intense waves of pressure and, like, agony of, like, you got to get the fuck out of here, bucko. Like, shit's about to go down. <laughs> and, like, I'm I'm K'd the fuck out, dude. And at this point, I'm a young man who's barely experienced weed for the first time. And now, all of a sudden, my goddamn perspective is chopping up at a strange rate. Existence itself doesn't make any sense. Existence itself is breaking up. I look... I look for stilts. I like go to the next room and I ask for him and everyone's like, who the fuck is that? Like, they don't know his name, you know, <laughs> like where I'm at a huge party of people who don't even fucking know each other. No one even knows who each other are. Yeah. There's just a bunch of strangers chilling and having a good time. And so finding, finding stilts is damn near impossible. So I'm feeling intense. I'm looking at the fear and loathing poster and it's like coming out of the wall. Like bats are flying out of the fucking poster. I go outside. I stumble to the front porch and I start to vomit a little bit. And some guy's like, hey, don't vomit on the porch, fucker. And he pushes me off the steps and I'm like stumbling down the steps. I'm like, oh, and I like catch a tree. <laughs> and then I just get down on all fours and start puking like an animal. Yes. Just at this moment, Stilts walks outside with a cigarette in his mouth. And he's just like, stand up, fucking stand up, have some self-respect. <laughs> He said that? Yeah, he said, have some self-respect. And I stood up, and I vomited on my feet. (laughs) And I realized at that point that all you have to do is vomit on your feet, and 
None of this disrespects your self-honor. If it's on your feet, it don't matter. Just don't do it on the porch and don't be doing it on your knees. And from then on, I vomited on my feet. If you vomit on your knees, you're a goddamn weakling. <laughs> it seems a little too um, played out. A little, a little like you're being extra. Like, really? Get up, dude. Just kidding. I'm usually... I'm usually on my knees. Exactly. But like when it's your first time like getting that fucked up, I was on my knees like kind of being dramatic, honestly. I was like, ooh. And he was just like, hey, pull yourself together, man. It's not that bad. And I was like, you're right. It's actually not that bad. So that's when I got used to vomiting horribly, I guess. <laughs> Did anything noteworthy happen that night after all that? I think that after that, I was done ski. I was like a, a fucking meat puppet. And so I think I went and, like, sat on a couch and fell asleep. And eventually he found – Stilts found me and, like, took me back to his apartment. And I slept on the couch. That's a happy ending if I've ever heard one. Yeah, man. That was my first time trying cannabis. And it was also my first time trying horse tranquilizers. Wild. We are some wild fellas. But you know what? We made it out and we're doing fine today. Guys, as much as I want to keep going, I got to end this. <laughs> yeah, we accidentally went a whole nother fucking hour. Sorry. Yeah, no, it's cool. I love it. Um, was there any last words you had for lovely listeners, Ronnie? Lick my balls. Don't mix Carlo Rossi and ketamine. Don't mix that. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you next time. God bless. Adios, motherfuckers.